Positive Global Impact, the podcast that encourages you to pursue your dreams and transform not only your life, but also the planet. A new Monday means a new episode, guys, and today I have a super interesting interview guest for you. I'm talking to Andres, who is the Vice President of Green Wolf Costa Rica. And we'll talk in a minute more about what they exactly do, what their vision is, and so on. But before, let me tell you that for me, it's an absolute honor to have him here as my interview guest because Green Wolf was one of the first organizations that I started following ever since we created Positive Global Impact. And yeah, basically, I went crazy when they told me they're going to have an interview with me. So yes, first of all, hello, Andres, and welcome to the PGI podcast. Maybe you can just really quick sum up in a few sentences, yeah, who you are. <laughs> okay, well, uh, hello, Sarah. Uh, yes, as you just told, uh, my name is Andres Nunez Villalobos. I am part of Green Wolf's team. I am the VP uh, of this organization. And, um, well, I think it is correct to say that uh, this last year, has certainly turned our lives upside down. And uh, along the way, a lot of people have found themselves thinking about our society, our economy, our health system, which we need, we need it more now, and of course, our environment in completely new ways. And... Um, so let's say that in other words, we have been experiencing a paradigm shift. And this is why I am so excited for this conversation. <laughs> Thank you so much. Absolutely correct what you're saying. I think, yeah, this is a crazy, crazy time. But also if we want to see it like that, a time for change or a time, yeah, that we can turn into what we want to see in the world, right? Yes. So, all right, maybe to start, Andres, um, maybe you can tell the people where and how do you, did you grow up? Like a little bit about your childhood. Yeah, well, I grew up in our capital, San Jose, which uh, in a small area on the west side called Los Anonos. I grew up with my parents, my sister, and my grandparents. Uh, so yeah, we live in in a family property uh, for the first ten or twelve years in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, then I moved to another place in Escazú called uh, San Antonio, which was near my uncle's house, Alien, who is uh, the founder of Green Wolf, and I think you know him. Yeah. But yeah, uh, <laughs> so, but but yeah, so I have been living in the city my entire life. That's what I can tell you. Mm -hmm. And have you always been so uh, affectionate about the environment? And have you always had like contact with sustainability ever since your childhood? Or was there anything like a specific moment when you, um, yeah, that you remember that like, maybe caused your passion for nature and environment? Well, to be honest with you, Sarah, I was not aware of what was happening uh, to our environment. I only put attention to what the social media was telling us. And that was that Costa Rica was a green country with um, 
a lot of national parks and the amazing care for the environment because we were protecting those areas. Uh, but to be honest, I was not aware. I was not aware. One specific moment in my life uh, that created that seed of change towards caring for the environment. And that was when my uncle Elian told me to go to a beach cleanup with him. He told me that it was in Parismina, which is a place in the province of Limon. It was um, a new place for me. So I told him, uh, yes, come on, let's go. It'll be fun, <laughs> right? Uh, but to be honest, it, it, it was not fun. It was not fun at all. The beach was not a regular beach, right? It was not a sandy beach. Uh, at least not that one we are used to. Um, it was a place so full of bottles, I mean plastic, that it looked like a garbage dump, to be honest. Um, so for you to understand and those listening to the podcast, the grass and plants that were growing in that place, uh, they were growing through plastic. And when I stood on the grass, it felt like a bed. When you, when you as a kid jump on a bed, well, it felt like that. It was like a trampoline, to be honest. So I was not walking on the grass. I was walking on plastic. Millions of bottles of plastic. Um, so much plastic that you just feel bad because you know that plastic is going to um, is going to the ocean, and uh, for sure will kill uh, the environment and its animals. So um, let, let me tell you. Let me tell you something, sir. We are the first generation to know that we are destroying the world. And we could be the last that can do anything about it. And um, that's why we need to think outside the box. Uh, we must understand that when, when it comes to saving uh, the environment, there are many ways um, and many things that we can do to help. Um, there are tons of ways that uh, you can uh, that you can live a sustainable life and help to protect the uh, the environment. Um, right now, our food, our air, and even our water is being polluted because of many different factors, and we need to think outside the box. We need to improve, and um, yeah, I think that's we are trying to do as a, as an organization. Mm -hmm. Well, so many powerful things you just said. And I love the, the quote that you said that we are the first and maybe the last um, generation that can do something against um, this yeah, climate change and all of that pollution. Um, thank you also for being honest and telling me that <laughs> you've not always lived a sustainable life, but like we, like we talked before um, recording also, um, I believe that there that least people 
are born and I don't know, have from the beginning on a consciousness about sustainability or the environment. So um, actually to all of the people that I've talked to, there was maybe an aha moment where they noticed, oh my God, my actions do have effects on the environment. And maybe this is not the way I want to create the world or not the effects that I want to see. So yeah, super interesting. Um, how maybe did, can you describe your, that your life, like how was it before you started working with or for Green Wolf in, in, in terms of sustainability maybe, or this um, environment consciousness? Uh, well, I, I can tell you that um, we need to understand something first. Uh, for example, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something that I truly uh, believe in. Uh, and I think uh, speaking up is one of the most uh, powerful things you can do, especially if it's to the right people. So uh, I can tell you that, that uh, I totally understand that the moment I saw the beach, Uh, I, I was super happy because it, it, it was my first time there. So I thought it, it, it's, it's a beach. I'm going to enjoy it with my, with my uncle and a couple of friends. Uh, but Sarah, that was um, really bad. So I, I, that moment, I totally, I totally understand that we need to change. We need to change what we're doing. That's the most uh, important part uh, to know that uh, it doesn't matter our past. What we need to do is to think in our future. Uh, so this is one of the reasons um, um, my uncle started uh, this movement, right? Uh, we were born out of the concern of our, in this case, our founder, Alien. Uh, for this growing contamination of Costa Rican ecosystems. Um, so, uh, so Green Wolf Costa Rica, just for you to understand, Green Wolf Costa Rica is a comprehensive, inclusive, and sustainable movement uh, that seeks uh, the socio-ecosystem recovery of Costa Rica through action and intersectoral alliances. Because yes, we need uh, the government and the private sector um, to work together to accomplish our common goal, which is a better future, right? So as an organization, we understood that there was no environmental justice without social justice that we have a direct relationship between our actions, education, and the environment in, in, which, we all, in which we all grow up. Uh, that is why, from the idea, we wanted to create a, a, comprehensive, a, a comprehensive work uh, where all people Uh, regardless of their age, their passion, their color, their profession, could contribute and help. 
So I know it's not easy sometimes to change our mind, to think out of the box. But trust me, we need to do that if we want a better future. Yeah. And I think it's so important what you said, um, that, for example, yes, it's important that the government, uh, not only in Costa Rica, but anywhere in the world, get active, that politicians understand also this need of um, environmental change and so on. But at the end, it's every single one of us that can take action and that can inspire whatever friends and family the community where they live in and so on. So we don't have to wait until maybe one day uh, this, <laughs> what is really obvious, also gets uh, to the into the politician's mind, right? Exactly. I think we are always uh, waiting for the government to solve our problems. And uh, we cannot wait. Uh, the environment cannot wait uh, for the government. We need to do something as a human being that is living on earth, right? Yeah. Now that you've already told us um, a little bit about Green Wolf's vision, um, maybe um, can you explain a little bit more like about the path from the idea, uh, from the idea until Green Wolf was uh, founded? And maybe also, do you know if your uncle, when he, like before he founded the idea, did he also have like a moment like you had, like, suddenly realizing the need or how did the idea arise? Well, I think that moment, that specific moment that uh, that marked a change for him, it was also in Parismina. That's why he wanted me to go there because it is um, so uh, polluted by this uh, plastic that he wanted me to see what was really happening. So I, I, I am for sure know that that was exactly the place that marked a different uh, path in his life because it's not, it's, not, uh, um, it's not a good place to go, right? Um, I can tell you that um, as an organization, we keep uh, direct contact with individuals and organizations for content, creation of alliances, uh, formation of operational work teams. And um, yeah, th those things that we need uh, to change our mindset. So we establish some approaches. For example, uh, I can tell we have um, the environmental approach and the social approach. Uh, in the environmental approach, uh, we have uh, the cleanups. Uh, with these campaigns, we seek to reduce uh, the negative impact in our beaches and mangroves that affects and creates our ecological, ecological damage. And of course, as a result in the... Uh, in the decrease in our tourism development in the area. Of course, as well as the accumulation of waste that has affected this area for decades. So we have uh, the approach that is environmental, which we have uh, the cleanups. We work with people trying to 
uh, we're always trying to clean uh, uh, different places. We have uh, the social approach in which we have um, awareness, female empowerment, and something that we like to call a corporate, corporate social responsibility. Uh, awareness, very simple. Uh, through environmental awareness, we seek to promote uh, action and education among individuals and social groups. Uh, an informed and decisive, critical and innovative action in favor of the environment, which, which means a more sustainable, constructive, and more conscious society. We have uh, female empowerment, and um, just like uh, Hillary Clinton said on the campaign trail in 2016, empowering women is the unfinished business of the 21st century. And we totally believe that. We totally believe that. And in our organization is fully committed to working for the empowerment of, of women, uh, the full exercise of their rights and equity is what we think is viable. This is, this is a fundamental basis for a more developed society. Not surprisingly, 70% um, of Greenwolf is made of women, for example. So, yeah, we love uh, that idea that we need to empower women if we want um, change. And finally, we have corporate social responsibility um, in which we work with, uh, with the private sector. Uh, so companies can sponsor a project of their interest and support us to continue recovering Costa Rica's social ecosystems, right? And um, they can participate, uh, participate in our cleanups. Uh, so their workers or their collaborators can work with us because uh, we think we, we, firmly, we firmly believe that together we are stronger. So those are the approaches as an organization we have. Because if we want change, we need to focus on different aspects in our life. Yeah, I love that, that Green Wolf has like those different focuses and um, it also like shows even more how everything goes together. Like there's no, let's say, global change without also um, aiming to increase the social well-being of a society and from there on it starts that they also become conscious about the environmental issues and so on so yeah yeah this is why education is key if we want to change our society we need to give them education especially environmental education and that's why and that is the reason why we're trying to do this. We're trying to help them, help them 
think uh, that there are so many other ways to do things, not just uh, the ways that we are doing. There are a lot of ways we can do to help. And as, as, uh, and as, a, as a society, we can change a lot. Trust me, mm -hmm. we can do that. Mm -hmm. Maybe before you um, let us know a little bit more about the daily tasks of Green Wolf, um, let's say your uncle got the idea and then how did he start? Because at the beginning he was one person. So how did he like build up the organization? Did he start doing cleanups on his own or how, how did that go? No, he was invited by other organizations. So um, one day he was just by himself alone at home and he was thinking about creating this organization. To be honest, my uncle, he is a great leader. So for him, it is very easy to, to talk to people, to convince people. So uh, he told us, uh, uh, the family, he told us that, that he wanted to start an organization. Uh, of course, we went, uh, we were like, oh, really? Well, what do you want to do? And he was <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, of course. And he was like, mm, why didn't you come with me to a cleanup? And do you just, and, and you're going to see what, what I want to do, right? And um, I think, yeah, as I told you, I think he is a great leader. So he started uh, by himself, of, of course, but he also used uh, the social media, which I think is, is, come on, we are living in the 21st century, and I think it's uh, super good to use the social media. And um, so he started using the social media, and... Um, us, let, let, let's try to understand... He used the social media, uh, his own personal um, Facebook page or Instagram page. Uh, then he was like, mm, you know what? I think I must create a different page. I am going to use a different uh, name. And um, yeah, that was, that was the moment when, uh, when he thought, It was a good idea to call uh, this page Green Wolf. And um, I think people now is understanding that we need a change and uh, they feel very comfortable with my uncle. They like the idea. And uh, th I think that's why they are following him, to be honest. That he has the uh, the ability to speak, the ability to communicate, and the ability to teach people that uh, we can indeed change the way we're doing things. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And I think the name Green Wolf, uh, I don't know if I got it right, but um, one of your last names is Villa Lobos, right? And Lobos is the Spanish word for wolf, and then green because of the env environment. Exactly like that. <laughs> so <laughs> cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> Great. Um, do you work full-time for Green Wolf or do you have another job? 
no, I have another job. Uh, I I help my my uncle, but no, I have another job. Okay. And what would you say are like daily tasks for Green Wolf? Like um, you told us about the focus or the different focus that Green Wolf has, but how do you like start? For example, how do you start a cleanup campaign, or how do you start doing the the um, educational? Well, yeah, we work with organizations for content. So th that's the content we use on Instagram and Facebook and our website. So we work with organizations for content and we try to create alliances with other foundations or other organizations. That's the way we um, plan our cleanups. And what, um, like, what else would be daily tasks? Tasks like, how can can we imagine, a, a, whatever, a day working for Green Wolf? What what would be our task? Well, uh, I can tell you that we also have a communication with um, municipalities here. We have to work with the municipalities because they uh, have good. Um, Uh, they have good projects also for the environment. So we are always trying to, uh, well, to plan the cleanup, talk to um, uh, the municipalities, but also we're always trying to understand um, the place in which we are going to go to do the cleanup. So we have to understand the society there, the people living there, We have to uh, create content for uh, for the young girls and young boys that live in there. So that's the way we can educate uh, about uh, the environmental problem we're living in. And we are always using our WhatsApp uh, to communicate um, proposals for, um, in this case, for our government or um our i don't know how to say that but our assemblea legislativa which is um like our congress okay yeah yeah cool and so that means you are not always cleaning up the same area but like you go to different cities different um, regions in costa rica exactly yeah we're not all we're not always on the same place i can tell you that uh For example, Huacalillo is a very um, polluted area. So we're always trying to go at least once a month there. Of course, now because of COVID, we can't do that. But it, that was uh, before COVID. Uh, that was our plan to go to Huacalillo at least once a month, at least. And, uh, but no, we're always changing. For example, One of um, one of these uh, companies that helps us, uh, which is in the private sector, uh, it is called Cummins. They uh, they sell uh, motors and things for cars. They're, they are supporting us, and uh, for example, they chose to help people uh, around Lauruca which is a place here in San Jose. And um, in, that, in that case, we worked uh, with them to teach 
uh, people in Lauruca about uh, their, uh, about our environmental problems, the damage that we are causing. Uh, they gave us, um, I think it was bags, books, pencils, and um, erasers uh, for 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 kids. So we work. We are we are working with them right now, actually. And but they chose that exact place to work. But in general, we can work um, in the whole country if it's necessary. When do you come to Guanacaste? <laughs> I, I think it was like a year ago or two years ago. We went to uh, Guanacaste. We went to I don't remember the place. Um, Tamarindo. Uh -huh. We went to Tamarindo to a cleanup. It was not. Our, it was not planned for. Um, it was not our um, organization in charge, but uh, they invited us. So mm -hmm. we went to Guanacaste, but we must return to Guanacaste. <laughs> yes, you need to come. Um, when you just told me about all of that, there was another question coming to my mind. Do you feel like the people living in the cities do have a different understanding of the environmental issues than people living in more rural areas? Or is there no difference? Um, to be honest, I think uh, people living in the city, they they are not fully aware of this problem. <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I think they um they don't know how bad the situation is uh on our coast or our beaches to be honest. They they have no idea because um come on the problem starts long before the plastic uh reaches our oceans, our rivers our beaches and um so uh i think they don't understand that's why we want to teach them how bad it is to throw a bottle on the street because they they have no idea they have no at least here we we don't have any idea of how bad uh our coasts are, to be honest. So the real threat um, is the way we have been using this material, in this case, in this case plastic, right? Uh, that um, has resulted in a crisis of waste and pollution. As I told you, at least we can see uh, those Uh, we can see here the damage we're causing, yes, but not entirely if we don't go to the co to our coasts, to be honest. So we need to uh, demand change, of course. We need to teach people uh, that what they're doing is not right, just to start with that. And um, we need, uh, how can I say this? We spend. Uh, millions of dollars, or here in Costa Rica at least, millions of colonies are being invested in cleaning ups. Uh, 
but we need um but we must we must tackle this problem at the source which is here in our capital in san jose that's what we need to do first we need to teach them we need to tackle the problem that starts here yeah long term it doesn't help only to clean the bottles from the beach but it would be better if they would never get to the beach right <laughs> <laughs> well i i read an article and it was that by 2050 Uh, yeah. There could be there could be more uh, plastic than fish, fish. in the ocean. Yeah. That is not <laughs> fair. That is not. But let's be honest. That is not a far future. First of all, right? But that's not fair for people living in the in in the coast. Come on, we're 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 killing them, the environment, the animals. We are destroying their economy and that is not acceptable mm. i see you i uh, feel like you're a super motivated person and you love like the whole <laughs> idea about rewolf of course but what keeps you motivated like are there sometimes days where you like i have the When I watch documentaries or all of that, I don't know if you have seen Seaspiracy and all of that, right? I sit in front of the TV, I feel like crying, and often I feel like, yeah, nice, I can do stories on Instagram, I can share videos, I can do the podcast and so on, but at the end, there's so much more to do, and I feel like, does it even have a sense what I'm doing? <laughs> do you feel the same sometimes, or what keeps you motivated? Okay. Um... As an organization, I can tell you, we are uh, absolutely uh, driven by passion, by um, by love and hope to conserve the environment as well as the desire to change society. And of course, in a comprehensive way, Uh, that can help us improve the world in which we are uh, we are now living, and we ha we hope that we will have a better tomorrow. So, uh, uh, in in a very uh, three or two words, we are driven by passion, love, and hope. To be honest, so it's it's important to never lose hope. Exactly. I know, I know, I totally know that it is difficult, right? Sometimes you just feel frustrated and just let's uh, put ourselves on right now, which is we're going through this COVID crisis and um, we are seeing that uh, those affected areas that we were helping, now we're not helping them anymore because we can't right now. But Uh, yeah, the, the most important thing we can do is to never lose hope. Andres, what do you love more most about your work? Well, to be to be honest, the possibility that I can speak to people uh, uh, living in those affected areas and uh, understanding the different realities in which we are all living and of course uh the possibility to help them 
to help them think out of the box, to help them uh, with education, you know, about recycling, about saving the planet. So I think that's what I love the most, that possibility that I can speak to people living in those affected areas, but also uh, the possibility that I can speak to um, other people and tell them how fortunate we are to live in a in an area that is not affected by the coasts and in a in a podcast i am super excited about talking about this actually i think it's not only your uncle who knows how to talk and how to explain well things <laughs> you have the same <laughs> talent <laughs> Um, are there any words that you can describe maybe the impact that Green Wolf had on your personal life? Like, um, maybe how did you grow as a person through your work and through your, yeah, passion for yeah, Green Wolf? Well, definitely Green Wolf changed my life. Uh, the way I see life is different now. Now I know it is critical to protect the environment so as to reduce the destruction of our ecosystems because it is, Sarah, a moral responsibility, a moral obligation for humans to protect the environment. Um, it is indeed our responsibility to make sure that it is protected After all, uh, your generation, my generation, is the one who is currently using it and living in it. So you can also help to give back to the future generation uh, an environment that isn't damaged. And most importantly, to teach them how to continue living sustainably. Hmm. So, yeah, Green, Green Wolf changed completely the way how I see uh, life now. Yeah, did um, I didn't ask you before, but when Elian uh, um, took you to the beach, were there also other family members that went with you? No, I was the only one. But do, does yeah, Green Wolf well, have, have an impact on the whole family? Oh, yes, of course. Yes, yeah. of course. Yes. My sister, uh, she's always trying to go with me. Sometimes she can't because mm -hmm. personal matters, but uh, she's always trying to go. My cousins too. And um, we have been teaching my grandmother how to recycle, for example. My mom and my dad, they have been learning with us, of course, Um Uh, how to uh, how to stop using plastic, for example, especially that kind of plastic we don't need, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I can tell you that I was the only one uh, uh, who went with my uh, my uncle that time. Mm -hmm. But the whole family is uh, trying to help. The whole family is conscious about what is really happening right now, especially when we uh, 
take pictures and we show them the picture that we took on the beach, they are always uh, super concerned and um, they're trying to do their part, of course. Awesome. Um, before we come to the last question, maybe um, the people that are listening, how can they get to know more about Green Wolf and also how can they maybe su support from far away Green Wolf and the projects? Well, they can follow us on Facebook, and, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and our website. Uh, they can uh, follow us on Facebook and Facebook and Instagram at Green Wolf Costa Rica. And our website is greenwolfcostarica.org. They, uh, they can support us uh, using uh, the website and uh, they can fill all the information for donations too. And yeah, that's the way they can contact us, to be honest, or follow us. Yeah, awesome. I will put that all of that in the show notes, so they just have to click on it and then directly land on your profiles on the webpage. Perfect. Um, okay, last question would be, what is your vision for the future or what is Green Wolf's vision for the future? Okay, let me tell you something first. Um, I think ignorance is no protection against the consequences of inaction, for example. I will use uh, that as a quote. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, because we are living in the 21st century. It is not acceptable to talk to people and tell them, I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know that was happening in my own country. It is not acceptable. We are living in the most technological era in the human history. So, it's, it, so as I told you, ignorance is no protection. Uh, so I think that uh, people around the world are demanding change, as I told you. Um, Many are changing the way they shop, uh, the way they eat, uh, uh, or how they live, right? We must eliminate the plastic we don't need. Uh, for example, the throwaway straws, the cups, unnecessary packaging, they all can be replaced with better alternatives. Mm -hmm. Of course, as a result, uh, we must um, innovate in all the, we must innovate in the creation of, of and designing uh, of plastic to be safely re reduced, safely recycled, or even uh, compost. So I know that some businesses, I know for experience that some organizations are working side by side. Um, with governments changing how plastic is designed, used, or reused. Um, but we need to stop using plastic we, be, because we need to stop pollution before it starts. Um, because um, 
only when you come together and use the combined power of innovation, industry, finance, policy, organizations, and the people, we will finally turn this crisis of plastic pollution away from our lives. So as an organization, we want to establish and we want to establish ourselves at a national level. Um, we want to have our own environmental education house in which we can receive uh, in international or even national volunteers and provide um, comprehensive education um, and teach them that what we are doing is right. It is worthy, trust me, especially for our future generation. So that's our vision. Wow, what is what a strong vision. Do you know already where you want to build the um, educational house? Like in San Jose or? Well, I, I was talking with my uncle yesterday um, because again, uh, Cummins, uh, they want to help us with the furniture of the place. So we are looking for the place right now. So it is, um, it's not a distant future, but uh, yes, we are already talking about um, this idea and we're talking with organizations that can help us support this dream. Of course, in order to have a dream, you must uh, have a goal. We already know our goals. And uh, yeah, we are, we are uh, already working on that, to be honest. Cool. Whenever uh, this dream came real, let me know and we, we come by. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Well, once again, thank you so much for your time, Andres. And it was a real pleasure to talk to you. Uh, I really believe that you and, well, you plus together with Green Wolf are creating the change that a lot of people only talk about, but like less people really get active. And yeah, it's a, it's a movement absolutely inspirational for me and as a general at a positive global impact and also for everyone listening. So I hope maybe we'll organize a cleanup together in the future. <laughs> Would be yes. so cool. Um, and yeah, thank you so much. No, thank you. Because as I told you, um, speaking up is one of the most uh, important things we can do. And this is exactly what you're doing right now. You're giving me the possibility to talk to people. And um, no, thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks. <laughs> All right, guys. Sadly, this week's episode is over again. I wish I could keep on talking forever <laughs> to Andres, but yeah, maybe 15 minutes is enough information. It was filled with so many interesting facts that Andres uh, shared with us. Um, please leave us an honest review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts in order for us to know how you like the episode and if there's anything that we can do to improve. Also, um, please follow us on Instagram at Positive 
global impact or write us an email to team.positiveglobalimpact at gmail.com. And yeah, don't forget to share especially this episode with your friends and family um, to yeah support We Wolf, but also support the planet and make your impact much greener. And then listen to you next week. Hurra wieder, stay green.